reborn out of disaster, four survivors rose again to form a legion of the world's strangest heroes. Da-da-da-doom Patrol! Once again, to the Doom Patrol Podcast, I'm your host, Scott Coles, and with me, as always, is Murray Fox, and this week, we are looking at, what are we looking at, Doom Patrol 58, from August 1992. 1992. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at that, I was graduating or something back then, I hope I graduated, maybe I wasn't, I don't know. Something. It was I was just graduating, I think. No, I wouldn't be quite graduated yet. There you go. Alrighty. Either way, it was a lovely year. <laughs> it was. Yes. There you by go. By 92? There you go. Well, maybe. Scott was starting university. I was finishing university. It was a wonderful time. You really should just write me out a timeline and then I will have something to refer to since I can't remember anything. <laughs> my wife is having fun at my expense. <laughs> That's what they're for. Apparently. More so than usual. <laughs> All right. All right. So we got so- a cover. Mm-hmm. Simon Bisley, I believe. I didn't check the credits. Oh, yes. Of looks course, Bisley. <laughs> it's very clearly that Bisley coming. It looks like him. Yeah, you got Robot Man running. And he's all muscly and disjointed and yes. weirdly proportioned, so you can tell it's Simon Bisley. <laughs> That's totally Bisley. And, and there's lots of little faces laughing at him around the fringes there. Yes. Oh dear, poor Cliff's having a rough time. And then you open the cover and you see total chaos in the Titans universe because this was the time when Team Titans was around and New Titans was around and Deathstroke was around and Corey's hair was bigger than ever. That is some huge, huge hair. (laughs) It's just That's a whole superpower of its own. I know. And Donna Troy had that, oh, I don't even want to, look, gross <laughs> costume and stupid hair. Like, like a mullet gone bad with wings. Wow, that is pretty terrible. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with Doom Patrol, but there you go. No, there you go. That's what was going on in DC <laughs> Land at the time. Total chaos. Uh-huh. That's when Deathstroke was like, uh, is he immortal or something? Uh, I don't know. He could regenerate or whatever, and Maybe. he was immortal. And I don't think I read He was basically thing. being an anti-hero. Yes. Yes, he was closely allied with the Titans at the time, I think. Hmm. Weird. Oh, well, they had a new attitude. That's <laughs> true, according to the sheet. That's right. That's right. All right. However, in Doom Patrol land... We open up, and it's by uh, it's by Morrison and Sean Phillips this month. Yes, guest art by Sean Phillips. So we open up, and we see that Cliff is thinking he's happily married to Kay, 
and they're having a little chat, and Cliff is looking very uh, 1950s sitcom-y guy. He's got a nice flannel shirt on. Yeah, flannel shirt, swept back hair. Uh, what's your name? Someone asks for a penny for his thoughts, and he's like, I don't think they're worth that much it's anymore, Clay. Oh, sorry, yeah, that's Kay. Kay. Yeah. And they're married. Oh, that's sweet. I was just thinking what a beautiful day it is. What a beautiful world it can be sometimes. How lucky I am to be married to you. And she looks at him all lovey-dovey and she says, I'm not your wife, Cliff. What? This is not my beautiful wife. <laughs> That's right. Is this a joke? Kay. She's like, your wife died two years ago, Cliff. Everyone did. Everyone except you. The insects created us to maintain your illusion of reality. Your yeah. belief in the world was necessary for this final phase of the experiment. There's nothing out there but a smoldering ruin. And she pulls off her face. Look, I'll show you. And uh, Cliff is like getting ready to throw up. And all these lovely flies come buzzing out of whatever whatever is behind her face there. Yeah. Yes. And the book or the story is called In the Wonderful Land of Clockwork. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's very steampunk. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Totally. And then we get this panel of uh, black and white fuzz, like uh, static on a TV, and that's going to show up throughout the book. Uh, But someone is calling for Cliff. Is he okay? And he opens his eyes, and he's suddenly back with the regular Doom Patrol. The Doom Patrol from the 60s. Oh, yeah. uh, Larry and Rita. He just keeps going back. But instead of... uh, the regular Doom Patrol being blown up. This time it is Madame Rouge and Captain Zal who are dead. But the reason he's all kooky right now is because the bomb blast shook up his electronics. So Cliff ah. is like, oh, was I dreaming? I feel weird. I feel dizzy. And Larry's like, don't you worry. You're among friends, Cliff. And the chief says, everything's all right. Let's get you home. And so Cliff goes home, but things still don't feel right. Uh, you know, he doesn't recognize the place where they live, and there's this green kid there, but he doesn't see too much of him. That's probably not a bad thing. <laughs> and they just they just keep telling Cliff he's been damaged. You know, a big electromagnetic pulse has uh, shaken up his insides, and that's why he's not remembering the way that uh, things are supposed to be. But he's hanging out in this place, but he he's just not feeling it. He's like, there's this kind of horror of being in that metal body. I feel trapped. I feel like I'm suffocating. It seems to be dark a lot, and people come and go, and they all seem worried about me. Uh, I'm not sure what to do. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so we're getting all these panels of Cliff looking like a robot, looking all distressed. Distressed, and he's exploring the big old town, and big old house and he keeps hearing this noise in the background um machinery yeah machinery noise and it's kind of weird and dark and it's like tv screens flickering and machines lighting up and there's a trap door and he manages to lift it up and he he the noise that machinery noise gets louder and so he climbs up through the trap door and he finds himself sort of like in a not really a maze but like a big uh tower full of catwalks and and ladders and all sorts of things. Like a big board cube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he just feels terrible. He's like frightened. I've stumbled into the worst thing in the world. Thing no one's supposed to know. You know what I mean? 
And that's when I see the others. He sees his uh, Doom Patrol friends, and they turn around, and he sees they've got bugs crawling all over them, and their faces are like, uh, uh, what does he say, a big computer machine. They've got slots down the middle of their faces where you input computer cards or whatever. Yeah, dirty, dirty slots. (laughs) And all the bugs are crawling around in control, and just when you think it can't get worse, Cliff wakes up, and he's on a... He's a man again, and he's on a psychiatrist's couch, and his face is all beat up and scarred because he's probably been in an accident or something. And he doesn't really know what's going on, but the uh, the psychiatrist just tells him it's it's all your dream. You know, you you dreamed, you've been through this big trauma, and you've got to understand the idea of being trapped in a huge machine. It's not uncommon, Cliff. Your accident, you were in total control of your life. You had direction and you had purpose and then that crash changed everything. So now you're feeling impotent at the mercy of unknown inhuman forces. So your mind has made all this stuff up about robots and being the victim of a conspiracy and all that stuff. And the fact is you're very, very lucky to be alive. Hmm. And uh, after all that, Cliff is just like, yeah, I don't, I don't feel so lucky. <laughs> and... There's nothing wrong with you. It's just your brain. Yeah. Don't worry. Just your brain. You're okay. (laughs) And uh, the psychiatrist says, you know, what disturbs me most is the way you appear to yourself as some kind of robot in these dreams. That's the sort of thing we find schizophrenics doing, disassociating their mind and their body. Um, And Cliff's like, are you saying I'm going crazy? Is that it? Well, what else is new, Doc? I lost everything, you know. I don't know who or what walked out of that wreck, but it wasn't Cliff Steele. And the psychiatrist just kind of pats him on the back. That kind of thinking isn't going to help you, Cliff. You believe me. You just take your tablets, come back next Tuesday. <laughs> and mm-hmm. off he goes. Take your pills. Two pills and call me in the morning. And off he goes. And uh, Cliff starts to walk off. And he's, he's, of course, not impressed. He's like, he's just filling me up with pills. He just talks shit. Ah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then he remembers he's got to get his prescription signed. So he walks back and he looks through sort of the glass window, the the uh, frosted, glass. frosted glass, and he sees the doctor talking to a, a bug-shaped shadow and the shadow saying, on your knees, doctor. <laughs> and the doctor says, yes. And then the bug is like, ah, oh, yes. Bzzz. Probably a buzz of ecstasy or something. <laughs> Anyway, so Cliff goes running out because, you know, bugs and psychiatrists and stuff. Anyway, he starts to think that maybe he's not the robot. Everyone else in the world is robots and Cliff is the only real person left. And then he thinks maybe it's just paranoia. (laughs) (laughs) This is page one of How I Lost My Mind, the manual. Uh, but he hears this bird singing and it's repeating the same song over and over again, like a player piano, like it's been programmed. And then he's like, Oh my God, I am going crazy. (laughs) So he's wandering through this town of crazy town in his head. And, and, uh, he gets back home and he finds a letter and it's from another crazy dude, Larry trainer (laughs) an astronaut. They wish, uh, he wishes they'd taken him to another hospital. So, Apparently him and Larry shared a hospital after he got out of his accident and Larry was one of the cuckoo birds in the uh, hospital there. And uh, there's like some story that Larry was uh, 
he'd seen something on the moon and he'd gone all buggy and and Larry now has absolute proof that aliens took control of the planet in 1910 and they've been replacing everyone with perfect copies. Oh, the fiends. <laughs> the fiends. Cliff is like, ah, oh, why won't he leave me alone? No wonder I had bad dreams. So he sits down for dinner and he looks out the window at the same window he looks at every night at six and there's this gorgeous woman. I'm thinking it's supposed to be Rita. Maybe, yeah. Doing like a little striptease act for him. Well, a striptease act in front of the window. Perhaps it's not just for Cliff. <laughs> he thinks it is. Yes. He thinks she's gorgeous. He loves it. Oh, yeah. Of well, I mean, who wouldn't really? Exactly. Really. Uh, he loves it until she kind of turns her head and we see this long cord <laughs> coming out of her neck. And then we start to see the flies flying around her. And uh, so. He's like, ah, oh, I thought she was a beautiful woman. Really, she's a robot fly creature. Damn it. <laughs> That's a problem. He's just getting into that now. Oh, now you've ruined my mellow there. I can't uh, <laughs> I can't get into a robot bug lady. <laughs> He's going to lose his edge, man. That's no good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he splashes water on his face and he tries to watch TV, but there's nothing on TV. Poor dude. This is 92. Yeah. So this is like before reality TV. So there was totally nothing on TV. It was way better. (laughs) No. Bite your tongue. (laughs) Way better. And people were so much smarter. Eight years later, Survivor would burst on the scene and life as we know it would change. It would be like heaven. Anyway, yeah, he's looking at this static. (laughs) And he's just zombieing out. There's nothing there. It's just the snowy static, and sometimes that's where the messages come through, but he's like, whatever. <laughs> and as he's looking, he's he's hearing that machinery noise again, so he starts to, like, rip at the floorboards, and uh, he pulls away the floorboards of his home, and he sees this giant generator power battery under his floorboards, and he just freaks out. He's like, no, this isn't happening. I can't let them get me. So he decides, since there are, you know, robots and power generators in his basement, it's time to kill himself. Oh, man. (laughs) He's just had a rough day. Yeah, I guess. A pretty lady turned into a fly chick. He's got machinery in his basement, so he starts to... How does that not keep him up at night? I mean, I that's a huge machine. <laughs> no kidding. That's why he's crazy. He hasn't gotten any sleep. <laughs> that's what it is. Totally. Children, always get your sleep. You need your eight hours. Otherwise, you're going to be like Cliff. And he starts cutting away at his wrist, peeling the skin back, and instead of blood gushing out, it's machinery. And it's the same machinery that was in the basement, which is kind of cool. Just noticed that now. <laughs> He's got the same sort of generator in his arm, and that's enough to just push him over the edge. <laughs> He's just yeah, all, sure. He's all fetal position, and a little fly comes down to talk to him. Cliff, I have a message for you. You're in hell. <laughs> no. <laughs> Seriously, you must stop trying to pretend you have a human body. You'll stay in hell until you stop pretending you have a human body. Unmake the world. Cliff, let it all go. And then we get the static, and it fills a page, and he's like, help me, help me. And eventually the static, I guess, kind of forms like a 
sort of a robot man face. I think that's a well, robot it's a man face. face. Anyway. It's a face. It forms some sort of face. Please help me. Don't go. I'm a human being. And everything starts to shift and fall apart and, and uh, you get shapes and simplifying into geometrical solids and grids and it's all abstract formulas and someone's calling Cliff's name. The world is dissolving into numbers and all that sort of fuzz uh, eventually just kind of gets pulled into like blackness uh, and you got mm-hmm. these two little red lights floating in the blackness there. The tail lights of his car going into the darkness is what he thinks. Don't leave me. And someone is saying, we're counting down to zero. Five, four, three, two. And we get the traditional Cliff Steel robot man. And those little red lights are his eyes. And his red eyes have finally turned on on his uh, robot man face. And there's Willoughby Kipling. Yay, Kipling. Yep, he's got his cigarette, and he's like, ah, at last. Where the hell have you been, you lazy bastard? (laughs) It's like, what? What? Is this real? (laughs) And Willoughby's like, we're going to go the hard ones first, eh? See? Didn't I tell you he wasn't dead? And over in the corner, we got uh, Monkey Girl. What's her name there? Dorothy. 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 She's all upset, but she's happy that Cliff is, is back. And uh, Cliff is like, he killed Josh. The chief killed Josh like he was nothing. He made my car crash. The things he did to all of us, we were all just an experiment. And Kipling's like holding the chief's head in his hand. (laughs) (laughs) Because last issue, of course, the chief's head was chopped off by the candle guy. Yes. And he says, well, the bugger's not doing too much now, is he? (laughs) He's still, he's just holding on to him like a big uh, Halloween bag. Uh, and and Cliff just like holds his head. I can't take any more of this. <laughs> and Willoughby's like, "Look, you bastard! Don't go all girly on me now, all right? Just put it out of your mind. Think of flowers or football scores or whatever the hell you want." <laughs> mm-hmm. And Cliff's like, "How am I supposed to put this out of my mind? The whole world's falling apart." And Kipling says, "It's more than your whole world. Tell him." And Dorothy says, it's got out, Mr. Steele. It's all my fault. Oh, she's having a... There's some uh, wonky faces there. <laughs> the candle maker got out of my head. He wants to kill everybody, the whole world. Everybody. What will I do? It's all my fault. And she hugs him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's all my fault. And Kipling is, of course, totally understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets the picture, darling. No need to bore us all to death. <laughs> Then we get an ad for The Heckler. That was a good series. The Return to Really Fun Comics. Keith Giffen, The Beer Bombs. Good, good series. Didn't last long, but it was good. (laughs) Like all good series. (laughs) Yes. It was gone within six issues, but those six issues were good. Maybe it was seven. Either way. This was when Keith was in his uh, that transitional art style. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of fun. I liked it. Me too. Anyway, back to Doom Patrol Land. Mm-hmm. And the cliff is like, all those hallucinations. I remember the chief doing something to my mind. What happened to me? Yeah, because, I mean, Cliff's brain was squished. Yeah, as far as we knew, he was kind he of was danced on. There was no brain left. And Kipling holds up a little disc. 
Calder downloaded your entire consciousness into his computer. Apparently, you were trying to make sense of your disembodied state when we found you. You generated a sort of virtual reality. I think they call it in the data matrix. I managed to get you out and onto a disc. I'm three and a half inch floppy. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cliff is like, what? What? <laughs> well, there's a double disc drive behind an armored plate in your chest. Fortunately for you, I'd not only taken a computer science course at night school, but I was also able to locate your etheric vibrations with my special specs. Ah, those special specs. <laughs> They're like x-ray glasses, but different. That's right. Ten cents. Back of the book. <laughs> mm -hmm. You'll find an ad there. Interesting thing about all this is that you can make backup copies of yourself as long as you just keep updating the memory. <laughs> that was a great little idea. I know. And Cliff is like, I just want my brain back. That was the only human part I had left. Now I'm just a machine. I want my brain. And Kipling, well, you're welcome to whatever you can I know. <laughs> whatever you can scrape up off the floor, you can have it because that's all that's left. <laughs> oh, I can't take any more of this, says Cliff. Look. Can you just have your nervous breakdown after we've saved the world? I'll meet you out on Danny the Street. So Cliff and Dorothy head out onto Danny. Bona Tabata, Mr. Steele, how are ya? <laughs> Cliff It will be weak on Danny the Street. That's right. <laughs> I am not too good. Not good at all. <laughs> Kipling's like, everybody ready? What are we doing? What were you doing? What's it to you? I stuck Calder's head in the cryogenic chamber, if you must know. Seemed like the best thing to do. Never mind that chit-chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to do something with the head. I mean... Otherwise, it'll start to stink. And <laughs> it'll go bad. You don't want a head to go Danny bad. Danny doesn't like that kind of stuff on his street. No. No way. The apocalypse has been underway for at least three hours now. That's a pretty long time. Take us to the candle maker, Danny. And they pop away. And they pop back out into, like, a blackened gray world. And Cliff is like, where are we? And Kipling says, this is New York. yeah, I'm no expert, but it looks like New York. And it's all like red skies and burning, burning and falling down. And that's never a good thing. <laughs> Almost never. <laughs> Almost never. And next issue, they just say is a big scribble. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's so much I don't know going on. See, this is back when you could actually surprise people because you you, know, you didn't have all these internets to spoil things and, and pre right. previews and pre-orders and all that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was awesome. Like, you literally had no idea going on what was going on, what was going to happen next. Oh, I know. Every totally. issue was just like, oh, there was Cliff's brain. I guess he's done. <laughs> oh, no, there he's oh, back. Oh, he's back. Oh, there's New York. It's on fire. Oh, no. <laughs> it might come back. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? We'll Maybe see. they download New York onto a, like a, <laughs> onto a disc. Five and a half inch floppy. That's right. And then they just input it into floppy. Metropolis. Yeah. <laughs> Super floppy. That's right. Alrighty. That brings us to the end of this issue. Another solid, solid Doom Patrol issue. Oh, yeah. Because really, what do you do on the day after you kill off the chief and stomp all over Cliff's brains and have all the rest of your members sent off who knows where. I mean... And luckily, Grant Morrison had a plan. That's right. That is right. Excellent. Excellent work. So, if you want to chat to us about the 
end of New York with a new brainless cliff, <laughs> you can send us an email. Our email address is doompodtroll at gmail.com. Or you can visit us over on our website, which is also doompodtroll.com. And all of our episodes are up there, and you are welcome to comment if you want. Totally. Please do. Yeah. Please. Please, sir. I want more comments. I want more. I want more comments. Someone commented last week, I think. What? I know. Let me find it. I'm only just hearing about this now. Well... Sorry, I had the site closed to everybody but me. No, wait a minute. It's the interwebs. <laughs> Anyone oh, can get yeah. there. <laughs> uh, so then please. I have to remember to, and clearly, memory, as we've established already today, <laughs> is not my forte. It's not your strong thing. Peeble Fista. He gives us a comment. Hey, Peebs, what's going on? He was talking, we were talking last week about those custom logos on the cover. How they, oh, yeah, yeah. all steam, well, for Doom Patrol, it was all steampunky. But he says we were correct. There were custom logos all over the DCU at that time. And he gives instructions on how to go find the covers for that month, if you want to, at the Grand Comics Database. Ah, uh, the Grand Comics Database. Yes. There's nothing you can't do oh, as concerns comics. I know. He gives really detailed instructions. I'm not going to go read them all. You can read them when you come visit our site. But they're good. And then you can totally see all of those... Uh, custom logo covers. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Totally. Totally, totally. And then, of course, he plugs his own blog, which is pretty cool. He's got the Arcudi period where he talks about the Doom Patrol. And he says, we should probably wait to visit it until after we've read the run because it's a big pot of spoiler stew. <laughs> I know. Well, it's he's a, done all this work for us already. I know. We may Why just are we have even to. Bothering <laughs> we just may have to check it out. <laughs> and he's got stuff there about the Drake and the Burn and the Morrison periods coming soon. Cool. Excellent. Alrighty, that is it for this week. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye.